0: Welcome to the Fame and Paula podcast. I'm Jana Pell, aka Fame Impala, and Paula, and I'm joined today by Alex Weiss, aka Hello. Alex Weiss on Instagram. Um what are what are your vices, Alex, before we uh, get any further?
1: Uh my vices would probably include I, I really do ignore a lot of people in my life <laughs> do go listen to music. Um, yeah, I I spend a lot of time listening to music to uh, a bit of an unhealthy point. Yeah, I like to go for really long walks, and sometimes I'll I'll, I'll tell people, oh, it's getting late, I got I gotta go, and I go for like a two hour walk somewhere just to listen to another album or something. <laughs> 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 I'm very introverted.
0: Wow. All right. Well, I guess I guess we see why you why you love Tame Impala already. I mean, I can already <laughs> several songs come to mind. You know, music to walk home by, and yep. just lonerism in general. Really, I guess. I guess every introvert
1: would. I guess I would have to ask you then, like, if you had to guess out of all four of his main albums, which one do you think resonates with me the most?
0: Well, given that I have only had so far a like. Two minute conversation with you. Um, I, I feel like you're 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 trying to already prime me not to say lonerism, even though that's what my instinct would be. So let's see. Um, well, you know what? Let me let me introduce a little bit more about what I know about you, okay? To maybe help me guess the answer to that question, because I'm having you on the podcast today, not just to talk about Tame and but also to talk about. Lady Gaga, of course, is the other half of my, you know, alter ego, Fame Impala, which I really don't talk about enough on this podcast. So I'm super excited to have you. Um, You know, you reached out, we met, you know, just via Instagram, and you mentioned that you were both a little monster and a Tame Impala fan, though Tame Impala fans don't exactly have a name. Um, Impala heads. I know, right? Like, I feel like we we should have a name, but it would have to be organic. It would have to be, like...
1: Yeah. It's something I'd like to hear, like, Kevin say, rather than just...
0: Never say it. That's the thing, is, like, it would have to be, like, a fan-created, like, thing. Because, like, he's not... I don't want to use the word egotistical, because, like, you know, I I don't think Lady Gaga's egotistical. I think she's just more of a a performer, you know, Mm -hmm. than than Kevin is. And she's more... um, into i guess the 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 image part of uh of what a rock star or pop star you know yeah
1: but she likes the, the the theatrics of it she likes to perform and i guess she also likes that sense of community of knowing that like her fans can be distinguished by that name i don't know too too much into her mind for thinking about that however i do like knowing that there is like a name for the fan base you know i think that's kind of fun
0: yeah, yeah. And, you know, you're making me realize right now, I don't actually know the origination of Little Monsters. Like, I don't know if she coined that term or if, like, it just happened after the fame monster, you know, which is... That's what
1: I was thinking, yeah. The
0: fame monster, but I'm just wondering, is, like, did she do that? Did we do that? You know, like, I, I don't actually know. Um I'm gonna like look into that later. Maybe if there are any Gaga fans listening to the podcast and you wanna, you know, chime in with your theories, I'm I'm very welcome to them. Um, but back to, back to what your favorite album might be, um, because my favorite album, I, I have a very hard time answering this question. But yeah. if I absolutely had to pick, um, Currents is my favorite album production-wise, and the Slow Rush is my favorite album from start to finish. Okay. Um, but you know, like just in terms of it being like a complete album, you know, 12 months to the year, you know,
1: the concept album first, kinda.
0: Exactly. Like, you know, first song is is one more year, last song is one more hour. Like, I, I feel like it's just such a well thought out um story. But then I have like, you know, lyrically and sonically, like my favorite yeah. oh, is a speaker. But anyway, we we won't get all off track i think your favorite album might be currents
1: okay interesting um i actually currents is pretty close slow rush is actually my favorite album that's the one that like the slow rush for me was per, for perspective uh i'm not gonna move my camera too much because it's pretty bad but i have the currents co- or uh, slow rush collector's edition the cream vinyl framed i have the regular vinyl I also have the CD, and I also have the cassette tape, and I'm also planning on getting the green vinyl soon.
0: What you know, cassette tape of the Slow Rush?
1: Yeah, that one's actually right here. Hold on.
0: I didn't know. I didn't know that existed. Wow.
1: Yeah, he sold it on uh, on the website for just a little bit, and it, it. I was so happy to buy it because it was like fifteen bucks uh, USD. And I immediately saw it, and I was just like I gotta have that.
0: Oh my god, that is so funny to me. Just because like Kevin is such an audiophile that like he would
1: be <laughs> yeah
0: out on cassette tape, but you know more power to him. He knew he knew it would be a novelty item, and people would be into it for at least a little while. A little Definitely, it's so well, funny.
1: It was. Uh, I have a few cassette tapes that I that I own, and this was one of the the first ones that I bought. And I immediately went down to the store, and I got myself a. <laughs> a little cassette tape player and i I listened to the whole album on it and it was just it's not i wouldn't say it's a surreal experience but it was just a new way to listen to it and i i really appreciate that
0: definitely definitely well okay so in terms of you know why the slow rush is your favorite album because maybe it's nothing maybe it's not related um maybe it's somewhat related but you know i was trying to i guess put two and two together about like you being a Gaga fan and a Tame Impala fan, and maybe you prefer like sleeker production or maybe it has nothing to do with that. I don't know. Um, you know, what, what about the slow rush makes it your, your top?
1: So, uh, you know, I- Kevin basically pointed out in, um, I don't know if you have the, the slow rush collectors edition or the deluxe edition, yes. but um, in the little book, he mentions that it kind of became the COVID anthem kind of thing where unintentionally it came out just a month before lockdown.
0: Yep. And I remember <laughs> it,
1: it was an interesting time, but um, around that time uh, I was listening to borderline and one more year constantly on repeat. And my best friend and I would go for these drives where we'd watch the sunset and we'd get some of our other friends and we went on all these fun, crazy drives for a, about a year constantly because everything was so cheap. Everything was shut down. So yeah. it, it, when I'd listen to One More Year, I would always just think about that we have this whole year of just doing what we want and having a great time and then slowly and more progressively throughout the album. I'm I'm still learning a lot of things about how the album keeps resonating with me lyrically and instrumentally like even with um uh it it might be time oh. recently just found out so many of my friends are like doing all these amazing things with their lives and i'm still kind of sitting here like yeah i can't wait to go on summer vacation but i have one friend who just he's going to to japan to teach english Man. and i'm like holy shit i'm still here <laughs> you know what i mean like i got it it might be time to grow up a little bit you know and finally, to end this little little rant here, one more hour. The first time I listened to that song, I was actually at at work with a an earbud in, and halfway through my shift, I'm listening to it, and I just, I was I was ready to start like I was I was tearing up because it was such a beautiful song that once I got home, I put on my headphones and I just sat and listened to that song, and I just started bawling my eyes out because I thought it was like for me one of the most beautiful songs I have ever heard and to this day it's it's still my most listened to song on spotify like three years in a row now
0: wow oh my god that's that's incredible um i mean i'm like getting the visual of it like i feel like i'm at work with you you know what i mean like with one ear button and then all of a sudden you're like wait a minute Wait a minute. Like, I, I got to listen with both ears. Like, you just get it, the feeling of, like, I'm, this needs my undivided attention. Cause if this is making me tear up with one earbud in, like, you what's know, it going to
1: do with two? Exactly. <laughs> like, oh
0: my God. Wow. It was,
1: yeah, it was just one of those like surreal experiences that I remember just, I, I, I can't forget it, you know? And uh, the past couple Valentine's days, cause, you know, that's when the album came out. Yeah. Every time, I, all I do is I go home. I lay down and I just listen to that whole album and it just makes me so happy. Like I I've never had an album that after all these years still just puts such joy into me because his lyrics perfectly explain. Like, the only song I can't relate to is probably posthumous forgiveness because my, my father's still alive and I have a good relationship with him. Yeah. But uh, that song, like it, it still makes me tear up. Like it is such a beautiful song. And I think when I go back to listen to something like sun's coming up, versus posthumous forgiveness you can really see the growth in how, how how he is able to sing about these sort of things and i can't imagine it was easy but those songs i still love listening to them they're just so well done and just i i can't even begin to describe like what the process must have been like not only writing it and recording it but like sitting for years editing it and doing all the audio stuff and just wow i i'm just I I can't say enough about how much I love his music.
0: Yeah, yeah, it sounds like you're like genuinely just in awe of that album, which is how I feel too. You know, I I really feel like, I mean, all all of Tame Impala albums are are amazing storytelling. You know, it's an amazing arc. I, I very rarely skip any songs when I listen to, you know, Inner Speaker, Lonerism, The Slow Rush. Currents though, see Currents, it has like my top Five favorite songs, but then the others, I'm like, eh, I I feel very lukewarm about like the second half of the album. Like, I'm not a super huge fan of Disciples, or um, because I'm a man, and like, I don't know. It just kind of like drops off a little bit, and then it has new person saying all the mistakes at the end, and it's like that's it it
1: hits so hard.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. Which I mean, great way to end an album, Um, but you know, so so do you think that um, the thing that makes the slow rush your favorite album is, is it's more like what you were going through in your life at the time or is it more just like yeah you like the sleeker production or you know the concept or, or what what's what's the thing
1: so initially it was because of the time period that i was in with with covid and i lost two of my jobs that i was working at the time and um having essentially what felt like nothing but my best friend to help keep me sane throughout that whole time. And I really hope I did the the same. Mm -hmm. Um, It it was just lyrically perfect for the time with all the funky songs like lost in yesterday or breathe deeper, which we still listen to like a lot. But then when I, after years of listening to it um, I found this interview that he did, I think it was for Spotify and he actually went in depth for some of the songs, like for breathe deeper. He, pointed out certain things like the baseline he was just going around existing and he thought of this baseline so we ran home recorded it without plugging it in like he just put his phone up to the the speaker and recorded and then he properly recorded it but he realized he kind of liked them both so he actually put them together so if you listen to the bass it's two bases put together
0: Really? Oh my god, wait a minute. I thought I had heard like every Tame Impala interview before. And I remember there's being like a dissecting of the slow rush thing that I listened to on Spotify. But I don't remember that. I'm going to have to... I
1: can send you the link for it.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, because I'm like, did I hear that? I love stuff like that. And I don't know if you know, like, kind of what that is kind of called. I mean, it doesn't have to be called this, but it's kind of like parallel saturation. Mm -hmm. So like when you're recording you like let's say a lot of times people do this even if they just have one bass track they will um double it like they'll just duplicate it you know copy paste yeah and then they will add like high register distortion to one and then have the other one like have a have a, a high cut filter so that it's just the you know it's just like the low stuff and then they blend them together if he did that just with his phone recording, though. You know what I mean? Like, that's a different performance. That's mm-hmm. a different, you know, it's a different take. And like layering that, that means that there's like slight timing differences between the two.
1: I, I, it blew me away because it was a whole thing where he he does an interview, uh, where he talks a little bit about One More Year, then One More Year plays. Then he talks about uh, Instant Destiny. And it just kind of goes on. So you're listening to the album with him and the interviewer, basically. And it was such a fun experience because once he got to One More Hour and explain all the intricacies. And he plays little tidbits of it where you can hear just the piano alone. I
0: do remember hear. that. I do remember that, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: It, it, it was just a, such an awesome thing to learn all the little little tiny things that he threw in there that I may not have heard the first time. So that's what also kind of really kept me interested in the album was every little kind of tiny thing. Because even when you listen to Glimmer, for an example, like, I, I never really listened to the drums, but you hear like a little like, like hi-hat constantly and that it's like I never heard that the first like 100 times. So yeah, basically just all those little things I'm just obsessed with and I just recently found out that in the song on track there's one part near the end where he's like kind of in the background and it's so hard to hear and I didn't notice until someone pointed out uh there's a part during on track where if you listen very carefully you can hear him like slowly yell on track motherfucker. No. And- I thought I believe I no that was my reaction too. I was like, "There's no way," but if you like listen near the end and you turn it up real loud, you can hear him in the background. Like,
0: <laughs> oh my god, I I can't believe it. Really, that's something
1: so like weird. that. <laughs> but like, every time I hear it, I can't unhear it, and I love hearing that because it just it it fits so well with that song. I think.
0: Oh my god, I'm like trying to even hear it in my head and like envision where it is don't tell me the timestamp or anything yet no. I'm you try. gotta listen
1: to it for yourself
0: yeah i'm gonna try to find it but wow that's uh that's wild that's i
1: wild. know it's just those little things like even in currents i can go on forever but like i won't take up too much time but currents there's so many things like that too in there keep online from lonerism i've listened to that song a billion times over and I'm still hearing new things like it's I just love the production and the effort he puts into the little tiny details
0: yeah yeah definitely I mean yeah and I don't I I feel like that's always the case like I don't think that there's like more of those in the slow rush than there are in the earlier albums I think that they're just you know different sounds more synths or whatever but he always has like so many layers and hidden like noodling stuff and like single notes and like a little synth line that like comes in and disappears like I I feel like I've always you know for a while I I haven't in a while because I mean not to say I know everything there is to know about Tame Impala clearly you just showed me two things that I haven't noticed before but you know usually I especially when I'm listening in in headphones like I almost always notice something that I didn't notice before um Mm -hmm. and that's like part of the part of the thing that makes it so interesting. Cause like not only is it amazing songwriting, but it's like this ear candy journey, like every single time. Um, and yeah, like, okay. So I want to say something about hidden things too, some of my own. Okay. Okay. As far as I know, nobody's ever noticed this other than me. I've said this on the podcast before, but I don't know if you heard it. So I'm going to continue to raise awareness. Okay. So, this is not ear candy. This is like mixing stuff that I believe to be mistakes that got. OK, me, but
1: I, I, I want to hear there's one that, that's coming to my mind, but I want to know if it's the same one that we're thinking of. So I want to hear this.
0: OK, so the one that I've said on this podcast before is there is an audio click in the left ear in eventually it's in it's in one of the choruses the timestamp is one minute and 49 seconds in the left ear it's so wow. small i look here's the thing like i wouldn't have noticed it if i weren't mixing my album at the time and like de-clicking a bunch of tracks and like literally going crazy over it because I was like does this count does this matter does this matter and then when you put a limiter on something then it brings out even more of those imperfections (laughs) and like sometimes you think that you turn something down enough but then once it's louder for mastering you're like oh like that is too like like you can't hear that or that is too sibilant or whatever it is and not to like call him out and be like you know what I mean like oh mistakes like it doesn't it doesn't take away from the song like at all
1: oh no not at all
0: and i think that's the thing that was like so reassuring to me about it because like the
1: the fact that even something like tame impala even he still has those like little quirks like little mistakes i guess kind of thing
0: exactly exactly and like you know not to say that it, like, again, didn't, you know, take away from the song. It was literally just something that, you know, got through. Like, you can't catch everything. Like, you, yeah. just, you just can't. Oh, and then there's one on, um, since you're talking about Glimmer, I feel like I should say it. Because I don't know if this is actually true. Okay. It's just a theory at this point, And I could be wrong. And I've told some people about it, like, that, you know, are also musicians. And they're like, it's debatable. But you know how like the beat is like dun 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 dun, yeah. dun 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 So it's like the second to last one, where you know when like everything drops out again at the very end. Like it's building. And all
1: you hear is the synth, building,
0: and then it the 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 drums like drop out again at the very end, and then it's just yeah. yeah. I think okay. So we know Kevin Parker uses Ableton. Okay. Yes. There's like a thing on Ableton where you, it's called session view and you use like the play buttons that are at the end of each scene. So like you might have, you know, like, like I, in my mind, I, I feel like I know exactly how this song was laid out. It's got just the synth. Then it's got the layer of synth and drums. Then it's got the layer of synth and drums and the, da, 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 you know, and it yeah. keeps on building. It's like a staircase. And he's just clicking play, 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 like going through the scenes, going down the line. And then at the very end, he has one that's just synth again, and he clicks that. However, in Ableton, there is um, like, like you can choose whether or not you want the um, measure to be like locked in to like every one bar or every fourth you know quarter note or every eighth note or every whatever in terms of its responsiveness to your click and you can also put the setting on none meaning Mm -hmm. it'll just hit instantly it's not going to wait for the next measure to come around for the phrase to repeat and i don't know if what i'm saying is is making sense maybe i'll like do a a demo of it later though or something
1: it it does like a little bit Uh, I, i can see where you're going with it
0: yeah so like you know how like in let it happen for example. How it's like he a hundred percent was just pressing start over, start over, start over, start over at the beginning of that measure. And he probably had the time lock on of like, you know, eighth note, so that it wouldn't ever like our human imperfections, you know what I mean? It wouldn't, it wouldn't sure. ever like jump too quickly to the repetition of the phrase. So anyway, my theory is about glimmer is that. He like maybe didn't have the, you know, like perfect timing thing on in terms of like having it start over because I feel like I can hear a little stutter between the, where all the instruments are in and the climax of the song. And then when everything drops out again, it's like a little flam of the drums. Like it's like the kick doesn't quite fall perfectly on the one. And then like the synth line is like, Dun, 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 dun. Like it's it's like half a it's like half of a half of a half of a beat. If any, yeah. it's probably maybe it's nothing. But I swear to God, I was just like, whoa! Like did like did that did that just happen? Was that was that slightly like human? Right now, what just happened. So um, go back go back and tell me what you think. Because I,
1: I actually was gonna say, like um, I think that there is a lot of truth in that theory because um i remember on spotify uh spotify is what i typically tend to use and they used to have genius like you know things underneath now they replace that with just the lyrics so there Mm -hmm. used to be like genius things where it would tell you the lyrics and then there'd be like a little fun little fact about the song and for glimmer they had a thing that said um you could still probably find this somewhere but kevin pointed out that this song was just like a very basic song that he just used the tape loop and just kind of just messed around, had some fun, but then it kind of became one of his, like, I think it said his, one of his babies, I think is what the exact word that he used or something like that. That's but funny. it, it kind of makes sense that you say all that. And there's like that little, like, I don't want to use the word mistake, but like, I know what you're talking about because whenever I try to play glimmer on, um, like when I have the guitar with me, cause I, I'm like playing the doo doo doo. Do, 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 you know i think it's fun oh, yeah. but i do notice when even when i'm playing i'm like right when everything cuts out yeah it, it just feels a little off like there's something with that little, little part there oh and God. i think it's because when he was talking about that this was something that he kind of just made for fun like he's just messing around with some beats and stuff right. i think it was because he just didn't put as much thought or effort into it as much as he did with something like well, it's something like It Might Be Time or Posthumous Forgiveness. So this was just kind of like not a throwaway song because, I mean, it made it on the album. Mm-hmm. But I think it was just more of like a fun little experimental song because even something like Gossip or She Just Won't Believe Me, who, which are also short, right. not nothing songs, but just short little songs that exist on the album Yeah, uh, for lack of better words. Uh, I think Glimmer was just the odd odd song out where it's just a fun little beat.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's literally a glimmer. It's a glimmer. It's a glimmer of an idea. And yet it's not. He didn't feel like the need to develop it into a full song. And I think that's beautiful, you know, that he put it on the album that way. I mean, I have songs like that on my album, too, that were just like, you know, one minute, two minutes, like, you know, little things, very repetitive. And it was like kind of a sonic experiment and Mm -hmm. didn't think I was going to do anything with it but then I was like oh this is like a cool transitionary like moment here and yeah that's uh, you know I love I love Glimmer and I know there have been like so many remixes of it now and it's like kind of taken on a life of its own which is is great So, so maybe we should use this to to segue a little bit um, into the the Tame Impala, Lady Gaga overlap um, because okay. yes. as I'm thinking about this, as I'm thinking all about all these little you know human mistakes in songs or whatever, um, especially with mixing, I I like to notice these things because it uh, you know the glimmer thing is a little more of a gray area because it's like that could be could have been a creative decision, but like it's very rare that it's anybody's creative decision to like leave an audio click in. And the fact that it's only in one ear shows that it was on something that was panned. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, that's, that you know, very, very unlikely for that to have been intentional. Um, but at the same time, the only people who are going to notice it are like fucking crazy. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. but okay. So I recently covered Joanne,
1: yes.
0: um, Lady Gaga's Joanne. And, um, I was going back and forth with my mastering engineer with that song because I kept getting the master back and I kept feeling like it was too sibilant, meaning, you know, the S's were too harsh. Um, And so I probably had like three or four different mixes with like varying degrees of like manually edited sibilance. Um, and I started just feeling like, you know, oh, my God, this is so this is like so ridiculous. Am I crazy? You know, whatever. Let me listen to the original song. Like, let me hear if like if Lady Gaga had this problem, like if, if you know, this song, if I feel like this version is also too sibilant. Um, And so I started listening to it. And, you know, the song is very sibilant in general, because even with the consonants like, girl, like it's like the very it's very yeah. bright. "g." sound and it's like they're all over the place in the song but they were really really um, gentle on hers and like well contained but then you get to the line the bridge of the song where she goes but I'll still love you even if I can't see you anymore you know that part yeah yeah okay so go back and listen to that because the line I'll still love you I still love you literally sounds like I still love you. I cannot believe it. I cannot believe it that it is like the most dramatic lisp I have ever heard because the reason why that happens is because somebody went too crazy with the de and They EQ'd too much of her S's out to the point that she sounds like she has a total lisp and it's it got through (laughs) and she's fucking Lady Gaga. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, my my God.
0: No, no, no! seriously. Tell your friends like it's crazy. So there are mixing mistakes and that is 100 percent a mistake. Like there is no like like that. That was not intentional. It doesn't. if, If you didn't know the English language. You'd be like, I'll still? Like, what is that? You know, but it's it's because we know what she must be saying. Like the only word that it could be is still. Um, so like you don't catch it. But yeah. then that made me also feel better because I was like, Wow, even I didn't catch it, you know, until really I was sweet. for it.
1: That's actually really nice to hear. Like, I remember listening to the album a long like when it first came out. And I've actually I really gotta like get back into listening to this album again because it's been so long. Yeah. But I remember like, I think I didn't notice it. Well, because I listened to the album once and I was like, that's a nice album. But when I first heard perfect illusion, I was obsessed with that song. So I didn't talk
0: about next. Yes. A hundred percent. Pretty in depth, the perfect illusion.
1: But I, so now I'm thinking, do I just listen to Joanne, like the song to like hear that? Or do I listen to the whole album again so that, or I could listen to Joanne, then listen to the album. So I can hear it again twice. You know what I mean? Like,
0: You gotta, you gotta do, do the Joanne first, just cause it'll take two seconds. You go right there (laughs) and you'll be like, wow. And then just, I mean, I obviously, I am I'm a big fan of listening to albums in full. Um, I really rarely listen to albums that I feel like I have to skip songs. And Joanne is one of those too. Um, you know, I pretty much just let it play from start to finish. Um, but I do want to talk, more now about Perfect Illusion because, I mean, okay, so I kind of have my like mental picture of where I was at in my life when that song came out, but I want to hear yours because like, you know, how, how old are you? How, what was your Gaga fandom? What was your Tame Impala fandom? You know, like, were you already a fan of both? Like, what was your, what was your involvement, you know, in, in each of their careers separately when that song came out?
1: So interestingly, uh, I actually, it wasn't until I want to say like 2018, 2019 was when my brain kind of switched into a, a more comfortable position to sit and listen to albums. Mm-hmm. Like I I had like old MP3 players when I was like six and I had hundreds of songs on there. Yeah, so it's I not know. like I never listened to music. I just was, I just never went out of my way to listen to music, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I listened to a lot of Lady Gaga, like when she first started, cause I I'm 21 right now okay, and turning 22 in June, uh, so just
0: perfect delusion came out in 2016.
1: So I was, uh, is it late 2016 or well, I was 15 when it, yeah, I was 15 when, the, when the song the album came out. Yeah. Um, which, you know, th- that was still a good time. I had just started high school around that point. Um, I was making a lot of new friends at that point. Um, it was it was an it was an alright period. Um, it wasn't until maybe a year after the album came out that because I I listened to a uh, uh, a million reasons when she released that as a, as the single, I yeah. believe that was the single, right?
0: Um. Well, I you know what? I actually don't remember. I thought that Perfect Illusion was like the first one though, but I I could be totally wrong about that. I'm gonna fact check this. Uh, okay. Maybe as we're talking, maybe later. I don't know. We'll see. I want to be present, but um, <laughs> but yeah, like, million reasons was definitely her single. I just for some yeah, point, yeah. thought that perfect illusion came out first.
1: So, uh, a lot of people that I've like spoken to about Tame and Paula, whether it's over the internet or just my friends in general, you would think that I was like right there from the beginning, right in 2012 when he started when. It was actually t- like twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen, when I first listened. Like just a, a year or two before he released uh, the Slow Rush.
0: Gotcha. Um, okay. I,
1: I I heard a couple songs off Currents. My friends would my friends. Uh, so I had some friends that thought I was like a huge Tame Impala maniac before I actually was. So they would send me memes about Tame Impala, and I thought, oh, that's that's funny.
0: Why would uh, they think that if you weren't like? <laughs> that's kind of funny. They're like, hey, he has long hair. This I think a, I, well, know,
1: I didn't even have long hair at that time. I had like a very like I didn't look like the typical Tame Impala fan, but I had I had this one friend who he kept sending me all these memes about Tame Impala and I kept currents. The, the album was in my head so much that eventually I was like, OK, I heard a couple songs because I heard the less I know the better. And because I'm a man were the first two songs I heard off that album. Oh my God, I, was okay. like, I was like, if I really like these two songs, and clearly that album, I love the album cover. So I listened to the whole thing once um, and I mean, I heard Let It Happen and that was like immediately I, I knew I was going to be a fan of Tan and Paula.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm thinking like those are I mean, Le- the less I know the better is kind of like everybody's first song from Currents, although I you know. feel like my first song from Currents was I mean, I, I had heard the less I know the better, but I like didn't. Even realize it was from Currents. Like the thing, like I knew it was Tim and Paula, but the thing that made me like really delve into that album was Let It Happen and Person mm. Same Old Mistakes. Yeah. Um, you know, those are my top one and two Tim and Paula songs ever, probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's too funny. It's too
1: funny. It's, it was interesting because I went. I, I realized, I recognized Tame Impala. Like I, I knew I had something by 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 Tame Impala, and I remember looking through my 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 Spotify and I looked up Tame Impala. At the time, it said I had three liked songs. I think now I'm at seventy or something like that. Yeah. Um. But I looked at the the songs that I had. Funnily enough, it was a weird combination. The less I know, the better, which makes sense. But then we had Cause I'm a Man, Taxi's Here, and Sundown Syndrome. It was like, yeah, it was a weird mix of songs, which is what made me fall in love with him is the fact that I didn't just listen to Currents, but I kind of heard his older stuff, Sundown Syndrome, and his newer stuff. So I was like, well, I got to listen to everything.
0: Yeah, and Taxi's Here, I mean, I love that song. That's a B-side, but I don't feel that it has to be like, I I understand why it's a B side though, because it's like, you can kind of hear in terms of like the production and everything that like, he spent a little less time on it, but that doesn't mean that it's like not an amazing song. Like there, I went through a phase where all I would do was listen to that song on repeat every time I got in the car because I was like, Taxi's here, I'm the taxi driver. <laughs> like it was yep. just such a great like driving song, you know. Every time I had to do like a 10-minute drive, it was like, All right, we're just gonna listen to taxis here on
1: repeat. Um, I, I listened to it a lot on the way to work.
0: Yeah. It's a yeah, it's a great song, especially for the car, especially with the car door opening and closing at the end. And I
1: know. love that. I think that's like my favorite part is hearing the door- car door open. And close, and hearing the song like slowly fade out as the car drives away, it is. I think it's so good. Yeah, I, know. I, I I'm obsessed with. i it
0: perfectly with your arrival at the place that you're going to. Then it's just like, oh my god, it's, it's perfect. So meta.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I've done that so many times, and I just feel such like a weird like joy inside me when I do. Yeah. But when so, what's funny is I actually just told this story to one of my friends the other day. So perfect illusion. Back to that. Yes. When I first, by the way, to
0: by the oh. way, I did look it up. It came out. Perfect Illusion came out first. It came out in on September 9th, 2016. Oh. And Million Reasons came out on October 29th, 2016.
1: Interesting. So that's actually pretty cool. And thanks for fact checking that because I, I don't remember hearing it first. I remember hearing a million reasons first. Yeah, but I'm very happy. I, I still found Perfect Illusion regardless. It's such a good song.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So did you know immediately, like listening to it, that that was Lady Gaga and Tame Impala? Or like, did you know it before you heard the song?
1: So that's the funny thing is that I remember listening to the song when I was in high school and every day in class I was listening to it. I'd be walking to and from school. I was always listening to that. I would go for nighttime walks and I would always have that song on. And I, I was obsessed with that song for such a long time. And I remember finding, oh, my God, there's a music video for it. So I watched the music video and, you know, the music video, her in the desert yeah. going crazy. It's awesome. I saw your your video. That you sent me the TikTok that. So obviously, you know, it. Yeah. <laughs> you know it.
0: Yeah, um, I, I man, I freeze frame the shot where she's like on Kevin while he's like playing drums. <laughs> <and> just, like, <laughs> that's just like I mean, that's like porn to me is just watching them, too. Anyway, Wait, I, anyway.
1: No, I- Hey, 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 no judgment there. I I, I agree uh,
0: slightly. <laughs> P- PG thirteen. Let's keep it PG thirteen. We can still, yeah. see, you know, we can still curse and stuff. But you know.
1: But so I remember years ago when I watched the music video. I remember in my mind thinking like, wow, she's really, she's really going hard on that drummer right there. <laughs> and then years later, I like a few months ago actually was when I rewatched the music video, and I was like, Kevin, yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I, was, I told that story to my friend the other day that I was, like, so obsessed with this song, not knowing it was a Tame Impala me- mix, like, collaboration. So in my mind, I was like, ever si- for years, I didn't know how much I loved Tame Impala without realizing that Kevin's been there for a long time in my life. So
0: ah, wait, I, I was really wait, happy. Wait, 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 wait. First of all, this is amazing, like, <laughs> discovering this timeline with you. So you're saying... You liked perfect illusion before you became obsessed with Tame Impala.
1: Yes. I knew who Tame Impala was at that time and I've heard a couple songs, but I wasn't as obsessed with him as I am now.
0: Right, right. And then and then later, it wasn't until you saw the music video that you put two and two together and you're like, wait, what? Kevin? Like my favorite it, Gaga it, song that I was obsessed with. Is actually produced by Tame Impala, like, and you didn't realize it was, it until uh, you saw her on top of him in the music video on the drum kit.
1: <laughs> it was a little. It, it pretty much was that. The only time I I really realized that he did help produce was I I, I got recommended a video that says Tame Impala Live, Perfect Illusion Live, and I was like. The lady gaga song and i watched the video and i was like oh my god that's so cool and then i looked a little bit into it and i was like oh that's cute he produced it and that's all that's all i did that's all the information i knew that oh he helped produce it helped produce right i think that's he r- helped write and produce then i looked then that's when i saw the music video and that's when it really clicked that oh my god like he was a part of the music video he was yeah. a part of the the writing the production. Lady Gaga, like, sat on, on him.
0: Song. Like, at least instrumentally, I'm sure, you know, in terms of, like... I actually didn't know if he... Uh, in terms of, like, the writing credit, I don't... I, I didn't know how much involvement he had there, but...
1: Yeah, well, it's, it's one of the... It, it's a pop song that has, like, five different writers on it, so, like...
0: Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, but, like, I mean, I feel like musically and, like, sonically, it's, it's Kevin Parker all the way, you know? Oh, you know? yeah. And I just remember I mean when that when that song came out so okay my story with that song is that like I wasn't hugely into Tame Impala yet when the song came out but I was a fan I was I was a fan I just wasn't like you know what I am now hosting a podcast talking to random people about how much they love you know tame lyrics and music and why you know it wasn't at that level yet but I I had definitely um you know heard songs Tame Impala was on my radar Mm -hmm. um but i went to the lady gaga concert in miami i'm originally from miami um that's where i was living at the time and i originally like wanted to so i i always went with a bunch of friends and you know true little monsters i have a group of friends that are are you know true little monsters to this day. We've recreated oh. several Gaga music videos um you know in my childhood home and like spent days just like editing it on my like MacBook. I mean they're not good in terms of like production value but that's part of their charm, you know. They're very Oh they're yeah. Home home it, it's
1: it's something fun that you can look back on like that was that was cute, that was fun yeah. like.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and so like they always wanted to be like sexy and i was just like not into being sexy uh i I like to go the humor angle more yeah um so like i never i never went to a gaga concert like wearing fishnets and like a bra like not that i am against it it's just like not me uh and it's kind of i don't know for some reason it seems like kind of basic i don't i don't know why it's just like okay that's been done you know like even though the the costumes are fucking sick and her her aesthetic is sick but like i wanted to do something like different so
1: yeah
0: um i decided to be fame impala and I dressed up as what Gaga was wearing in the music video. And then I put antlers and a tail on and I wore my, you know, rectangular glasses that I made out of cardboard and wrote Fame Impala on it and like brought a microphone, like a cheap microphone that came with like a karaoke set that I had. And like, yeah. you know, it was just like swinging it around like she is in the video. And it was like the funnest thing ever. But even then, I didn't, know how obsessed with Tame Impala I was going to be, like, until I saw Tame Impala in um, at Madison Square Garden, uh, you know, in in New York, like, I guess 2019? I, I, I guess the main thing I wanted to illustrate from that whole you know recollection of perfect illusion is that like you know i i had been a god Ga- i was a gaga fan way before i was a tame impala fan um yeah and i thought i was obsessed with gaga like i thought little monster like fandom was as hard as it could get for me and then i became a tame impala fan and it's just so funny that they collaborated and like that was kind of like my foreshadowing moment too to this whole fame impala thing so it's just like it, it, it's coming full circle now i'm getting yeah. to talk to you which you know you're the first actual like gaga fan that i've had on this podcast like other people have liked her but you know you are like a self-proclaimed you know gaga fan li- maybe little monster i don't know if you'd go
1: that I, would, way. I, would, I would say i'm like borderline there because I, <laughs> I mean little
0: monster you're quoting and <laughs> impala and gaga right now <laughs> love
1: it no pun intended but uh i mean if if this is any indication i have a uh, the fame on vinyl but it's like a nice like light blue color so it's, like, kinda, i don't know if that oh i also have i also have these like sunglasses here that have um i don't know if you can see that at all but it's oh, only yeah. off now but like it's these They're- like glasses that have her name on it
0: tortoise shell lady gaga sunglasses for for those of you who are joining just auditorily which will be all of you because i don't post these videos (laughs) no yeah that's that's so okay so you're more you're more than just a casual fan for sure so I guess, uh, as, we, as we wrap up, what do you think it is about Lady Gaga fans and Tame Impala fans that they have in common? Because you were, that was something you were saying in you know our texts back and forth to set this up is like Gaga fans and Tame fans have a lot in common. What do you think those characteristics are?
1: That's an interesting question, to be honest. It, it's just something that I find with their aesthetics being completely different that kind of attracts them like with that opposites attract kind of thing where it's like, when you think of Kevin, you think of this like guy who likes to just be by himself and he works alone and he's got this like introverted style to him. But then Lady Gaga is like that friend that's like, listen, I know you don't want to go to the bar. You're coming to the bar with me and gives you all those fun times that you're like, shit, I should have done that. Like when you listen to uh, solitude is bliss versus just dance, you're like, solitude is bliss i'm hanging out by myself i'm happy but then just dance she's singing about being at a party and being so drunk she doesn't know where she is so i just kind of find that it feels like if you're a tame impala fan and you listen to lady gaga you kind of are a bit of an what's omnivore i think is what it is where you like going out but you like being by yourself. So you can hang out with extroverts all the time, but you can also hang out with introverts all the time. I just think their aesthetics being so different kind of makes them more or less the same, if that makes sense. Like they go hand in hand.
0: Well, you know, I mean, going out on a dance floor and being drunk is just as lonely as sitting in your room and, you know, putting your headphones on because you're not really talking to anybody. You're still in your own world. Like I love that you mentioned that they do seem very different on the surface, but like kevin is over the top as fuck he might not be wearing a meat dress but like who has lasers like that you know who has a show who has a visual experience like that even though he pretty much Honestly. stands still and plays guitar and he's been getting you know more active lately and more working the crowd lately but like he doesn't have to he he doesn't have to be that kind of performer to be as captivating as he is um but, you know, in the elephant video, I feel like his elephant video is super Gaga-esque in terms of, like, image and, like, I'm wearing this helmet and my eyes are the lasers and they're coming after you. Like, that's – I don't know. I feel like that's something Gaga would do, you know, is, is make this larger-than-life version of of herself. Um, but the, the main thing I really think is um, – and, and you touched on it, but I, I want to put it in different words – is that, like, you know – the Tame Impala fans are are the lonerists, you know what I mean? They're the loners, but they all come together in terms of Tame Impala fandom. Lady Gaga fans are outcasts in other ways, whether they are, you know, part of the trans, you know, gender fluid spectrum getting kicked out of their house by their parents, or they're just a misunderstood, you know, kid in general. Like, I feel like both Tame Impala and Gaga have that, like, misunderstood outcast loner thing like Lady Gaga and Tame Impala just really have the whole, you know, hey, you're feeling lonely. Let's celebrate it thing under under wraps like they they really get it. And um, just because of those two types of fan bases, you know, kind of manifest that energy differently, like they're they're still at the end of the day, like a Tame concert is just as out there and exciting and crazy and high energy as as a gaga concert so
1: for sure yeah
0: have you been to a gaga concert
1: she actually came to my city about a year ago and i met i was gonna go see it but things got all like messed up and i wasn't able to go it yeah. was when she, it was she was doing the it was the chromatica ball and i really wanted to go but i i just things didn't work out and i wasn't able to but i'm hoping next time she comes I will be she loves touring. So it's not like she's never going to stop, you know?
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's going to be like 80 and still singing.
1: She's going to be the the pop star version of Ozzy Osbourne. She's not going to she's going to keep going. (laughs) Uh,
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. No. Yeah, exactly. And like, there you go. There's so much overlap between, you know, Lady Gaga, what people don't get. I think is like, she's not a typical pop star. She is much more of a rock star than a pop star. If you go to her shows. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. She's fucking great. Alex Weiss, I have had so much fun talking to you. It's been a pleasure. I am glad that your vice is ignoring other people and listening to music and that I actually got to kind of infiltrate that a little bit because you didn't ignore me and we got to talk about music. So hopefully this was the best of both worlds for you.
1: Thank you. It's been a pleasure being on here.
0: Thank you. I hope you have a beautiful evening.